0: Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis Linton coming up on today's show. There is one lesson, one lesson that the Falcons can learn from Super Bowl 57.
1: And just a day before Valentine's Day, the Hawks
0: finally got their bay. And last but not least, and for the culture. I love it. <laughs> when you think about what happened at the halftime show last night, are we better for it? Are we worse off? We'll talk about that. All on ATL Day Ones. Let's go.
1: This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
0: I want to start off by saying thank you for making ATL Day 1s your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day 1s is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. But T, when you think about the Super Bowl last night, and as I was watching both of these games, and, and not both of these games, both of the uh, the teams last night, can't see the Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. If you under a rock, Rocky, don't know who's playing in the Super Bowl. And when you think about like the plays that were being made by Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts specifically, because you know the quarterbacks are the co- topic of conversation, mm-hmm. I started to think about like how what the Falcons can learn from this watching this game, right? And, and, and I know a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans won't admit to this, mm-hmm. but there were a lot of people, including myself, I was like, Patrick Mahomes, they actually traded up for him in the first round to get him, right? And then, you know, they already had Alex Smith, who had who was a serviceable quarterback, a guy who, you know, is not going to lose you the game, but sometimes there might be times where he's not going to necessarily be able to win you the game. Mm-hmm. And then you got the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts. They drafted him towards the end of the second round, mm-hmm. and – they had a plan for him. And, and I think the Falcons can learn from both teams because they were sold on their guy, they drafted their guy, and they stuck with their guy, even when they had opportunities to p- potentially replace them, right, or mm-hmm. or continue to develop them and, and not necessarily throw them into – thrust them into the starting lineup. And I think mm-hmm. that that's what the Falcons need to do when it comes to Desmond Ritter because they said they were sold on him for his consistency and what he brought to the table and when their mm-hmm. interactions with him. I think they just need to roll with that yeah. and and see what happens because I'm not in for, I'm not in for a regime that that is going to draft a guy one year and then try to see, find a, another starter or a guy for the quote unquote future uh, in, in the following season.
1: Yeah, and and the blueprint is there with both teams and actually all three teams, but just maybe in a similar way. So, like you said, Alex Smith already being there and actually having won playoff games. So you had someone who showed some success and then you have an opportunity to get Patrick Mahomes and reportedly the Saints were going to try to get him at 11. So they were like, no, sir, no, ma'am. We're going to get our guy because we see something there. And then. They, they have Alex, and they don't rush Patrick Mahomes out there. They let him develop, and then when the time came, they inserted him, and we know that the rest is history. And then you yeah. go into Jalen Hurts' situation, and like you said, developing him into a late second-round quarterback in, up to a, you know, QB1, and Carson Wentz seemed to be ensconced. But then mm-hmm. we all know what happened. He, he lost the locker room. He never got the locker room back, and the locker room was already behind Jalen Hurts, even though he hadn't really taken a snap in a regular season game, and then you get him the right O.C., and you get him the right pieces, and he's successful. Oh, wait a minute. You got Patrick Mahomes the right pieces. He's got a great O.C., and he's successful. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to Flowery Branch. Arthur Smith slash Dave Ragon. We're going to call them the co-O.Cs. Very, very good co-O.C. tandem. You've got Desmond Ritter, also a veteran QB in front of him pretty much lost everything and everybody and needed to go his separate ways. Yeah. Let Desmond Ritter have the same opportunity. You don't know. He could be Patrick Mahomes. He could be Jalen Hurts. He could be somewhere right up in that echelon. Cause look, Jarvis at the end of the day, if you can get yourself someone who's a top five type quarterback, a top 10 type quarterback, and you start yeah. putting pieces around him, like, Oh my God, wait a minute, Jarvis, you don't have to put pieces around him. He's got pieces. He's got yeah. a run game. Woo with some runners who can actually be pass catchers as well. He's got an all-world tight end in the making, and mm-hmm. he's got himself a true wide receiver one. He yep. has weapons, and then he's got some nice supporting pieces there as well. Like, for example, you and I always compliment an De Zacchaeus or Michael yeah. Pruitt. And I saw last night there was something that was really cool. One of those runs that Patrick Mahomes was so successful at was because his wide receivers were also willing to block. We have wide receivers here with the Falcons that are willing to do the same as well as your tight ends. So I think you make an excellent point about the, the similarities there that could happen if the Falcons organization is just patient to see what Desmond Ritter can do. Because I suspect that if it doesn't go as they want it to in 2023, while the 24 class of QBs may not, quote unquote, be as rich as 23, you could probably still find somebody in that class if you wanted or or. Maybe there could be some veteran out there where you're like, you know what, we'll go after that person, all guns blazing. But I'd rather them go after a bunch of hired guns like who did the Chiefs and the Eagles go after some hired guns for the rest of those positions, build around him. And then let's talk, because I still say until we get on the other side of free agency, the draft and into the regular season, as far as today goes, the Falcons look the best coming out of this division. They look the more, most stable
0: absolutely and that's and that's what that's all you want right Mm -hmm. like and i think the key word you just said patience from both sides right from the organization and from the fan base and you know we 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 always gonna bring you guys like what what the deal is and what the deal is right here on atl day was because you know hey that's what we could do now as far as the game goes now i gotta ask you this question so you know we all know that everybody talking about the play and the holding call and everything and now, first of all being a former athlete that's radic- absolutely ridiculous that shouldn't have been called in that moment in that time you know as far as because like, the, the dude literally put his hands on behind the line of scrimmage i don't know if you all i don't know if people even, even recognize that and then you know the ball was like literally thrown away so it wasn't a matter of he didn't like he it wasn't a matter of that the ball wasn't even catchable so you know So a lot of people don't want to get into that conversation. But Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, just from that standpoint, I really, really feel like there were – it probably couldn't have been a change the outcome of the game. But do you really feel like it was that big of a deal that a lot of people was making of it um, once it it was called?
1: Oh, I definitely do. I definitely do. But with caveats because Mm -hmm. I want consistency. So that's not a call. You've been letting both of these teams pretty much play the entire game. Yeah, it was a pretty clean game. We rarely saw penalties unless they were like super, super egregious. Like, you know, you did see some delay of games. You did see some false starts. Those kinds of penalties we saw from both sides all night. But as far as like, you know, deep ball pass interference or what have you, not a lot of that at all. Mm -hmm. So, yes, timing matters. So if you're going to call that, I need you to call it from the first quarter all the way through. Don't really need you to call that in the fourth quarter. You swallowed your whistle for 57 minutes. Swallow mm-hmm. it the last three, unless it's egregious. And it, now, yes, he held him twice. Bradbury held him twice, no question. But again, you didn't call it for three quarters and 12 out of 15 minutes. I need you not to do that. But yes. I will say this. I will say this because I still think ultimately the Chiefs kick a field goal and we all move on, you know, potentially to um, overtime. That That's what I was thinking it was going to go to because yep. I wasn't sure that with uh, just the two timeouts remaining and not a lot of time if, um if Jalen Hurts in that office would, would have been able to go down the field and actually get the game winning field goal. That said, though, Jarvis, here's my thing. There are 17 ways to Sunday that the Eagles lost that game, if we're being honest about it. Oh, yeah. The DC mm-hmm. lost the game because he didn't make in game adjustments for the second half. I don't know why he thought the Chiefs were going to come out and do the same thing, other than, of course, run the ball, but they right. put wrinkles in everything that they were doing. Yeah. And he, literally could not i mean it was something as i know everybody's talking about it but i guess i have to say it out loud as well Travis, i could see that that was cover zero (laughs) so if you're not going to disguise a play for average you know civilian to see yeah don't you think all world patrick mahomes can see that I was just confused as to, I I thought Eric Viennemi did a great job of just throwing some wrinkles in there. He didn't change their game plan very much, but he threw wrinkles in there to throw that that uh Eagles defense off and and he did a great job of it and it just didn't seem like the Eagles had an answer so that was part one I think part two to me there were moments where I felt like they played a bit conservatively they kind of leaned too far into that whole time of possession thing and it was like okay as long as we keep Patrick Mahomes off the field doesn't matter if we score we're just gonna run the ball for two yards but at least that chunk takes two minutes off the board yeah but when he gets the ball back he'll score in 90 seconds so it doesn't matter. So I just felt like there were a couple of plays and a couple of decisions and some other things in that entire game that literally could have cost the Eagles the game way more so than just that one call. And you've got to play the type of game where, you know, 16 and 3, 70 sacks, 70 sacks. 600, I think it was, and 36 points, 636 points. You guys are the most evenly, evenly matched, matched teams in recent mm-hmm. Super Bowl memory. Yes. So it always is going to come down to who's going to execute at the end, who's not going to make the mistakes. And, Jarvis, you can't let – you can't get yourself to the point in place where you allow a referee to make the decision of whether or not you win or lose the Super Bowl. Because there was a play – I'll say this is that I want to be quiet because I told you I knew I was going to rant. I knew I was going to go <laughs>
0: off. Yes, yes.
1: There was a play, I want to say it was in the third quarter, maybe it was the second quarter, but my point being, uh, it was uh, maybe the second quarter because it was a Devontae Smith catch that we all know it was a, it was a catch. But anywho, oh God. the Devontae Smith oh. catch that wasn't, that really was. I felt like, okay, you have gone to Devontae oh. deep to his right, deep to his left, and it worked. Mm -hmm. I really wish that they would have gone to Devontae Smith just a couple more times deep or A.J. Brown just a few more times deep. Now, don't get me wrong. Maybe the Eagles were in such great man coverage that their secondary had both of those guys accounted for. Maybe more than my eye can see. Okay, I'm still trying to find the second quarter of the game Mm -hmm. to take a look at. But I just felt like there were times where they got way too conservative for a guy who ends up, I don't know, with like a QBR rating of like 113. It was something crazy, you know, not as crazy as Pat Mahomes, but it was crazy. Why did you not stick with that game plan when the deep threat was working for you all of the first half?
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. Because coming into this game, T, like, you know, that was one of the, one of the reasons why I was leaning towards the Eagles. And I even tweeted out, tweeted as such yeah, during the game. I was just yeah. like, the Kansas City Chiefs out on the edges as far as their cornerbacks, they are very young. Yes. And specifically, they have a rookie over there, Josh Williams, out of Fairfield State. Don't get me wrong, my man is out there doing a solid job, but mm-hmm. he's still young, and you yes. still have guys like the, a Heisman Trophy winner and Devontae Smith and mm-hmm. AJ Brown, who's all man, all like a exactly. second coming of a second coming of Julio Jones, yes. if, if I can say that. You know, yes. with confidence. So I think, you know, I think I think the offense did probably get a little conservative and, and, and taking taking more shots. Like I feel like they t- should have taken more shots, you know, down mm-hmm. the field. I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. So those are some of the things that like that you got yourself in that situation and Jalen God bless him played a hell of a game yes but you turned the ball over too yeah And, and yeah. That, that was a, that was a turning point in the football game when you yeah. think about the timing of it and and the type of momentum that Philly had at that particular mm-hmm. time so those are some of the things that you know you have to look back at and say you know what we had our opportunity yes. to put those people down and, and I think that and I got to say this T because this really bothered me after the game, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's when Travis Kelsey with his WWE promo cutting self coming over here talking about nobody believed in that shit, blah 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 blah. I'm just Come like, "Dude." Like, first of all, like you know what my mind immediately went to? And I know you you're a big time big time fan of Michael Jordan, right? You know, so it, it's all that moment right there when mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey, which was a very annoying moment for me, I was like, when he said that, I was just like, dude, you're like Scottie Pippen coming out after winning your second championship for the Chicago Bulls. Yes. Man, ain't nobody believed in us. Ain't that right, Mike? No. You have the no, best it's not right throwing on the, the planet. You have the best player in NBA history. <laughs> right. Don't go throwing the ball when he to, to you when he feels like it. You yes. know what I'm saying? When he's tired or he might want to take a play off. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? i was like, you can't have Michael Jordan on your squad and say, Nobody believed in us. That is absolute nonsense. It is. Oh yeah, I was just like, come on, dude. Like, y'all are on top. Y'all, y'all the best team in the doggone NFL. Like. You the number one seed. Right. Like just because Bart Scott about? says y'all won't, won't go to make the playoffs and start the season, Right, I'm talking about Bart Scott here. But Why it's there, there, there you go. <laughs> because I know I right, because in,
1: in my um in my morning job, right the, yeah. the ESPN is pretty much constantly on the monitor. And of course, yeah. which, I think it was the get up morning show, whatever it was, but there were five analysts and four of them picked the Chiefs. So miss me with that, Travis Kelsey. And the line... everybody watch
0: ESPN, right? That's exactly. like the, the
1: go to. And if you're not about? watching ESPN, if you're someone who watches the line, the lines also stayed very much even. I mean, when One you when you're a point and a half, point 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 to point. Point, there man. it is. When you're a point and a half it. ahead, that's pick a pick-up. So, so <laughs> miss on. me, and you know, you know, I like me some T. Kelsey, but miss me with that.
0: Yeah, man, come anyway. on, guys. Travis. All right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, all right. Oh yeah, oh yeah, guys. Uh, pitchers and catchers report today. Uh, So, yeah, Bad we're about to get ready to start talking some more Braves. So, you know, like, you know, obviously the questions remain the same as far as, you know, left field, shortstop, and who's going to be the fifth guy in rotation. So hopefully we'll get those questions answered as we get rolling. Um, Right here is for spring training. Obviously, and also we'll be having Grant McCollum on very soon. Yeah. He's going to be on. He's touching down there on yeah. Wednesday. He'll be down yeah. there in spring training. So, yeah, it's got a lot of good stuff coming up for y'all. Now, speaking of good stuff, how about this? um y'all know Fanduel is our new sports betting partner right you know so this is the best booking sports book in America so why don't you just go ahead and get with the number one team because y'all get with us every day Monday through Friday why don't you go ahead and get with the number one sports book in America in Fanduel? because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 so that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win and you know we full swing with the nba we're gonna get ready to talk some hawks coming up next Sadiq deep the hawks got them locked in now what are they gonna do if you're trying to figure out what they're gonna do go to FanDuel. they got each and everything that you need to do in order for you to win some money because that's what it's all about you know so plus FanDuel lets you combine your best for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game probably you know what the same game probably is i bet you FanDuel can explain it so all you got to do is go to fandu.com And, you know, you'll get the no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA.
1: FanDuel is the way to go. And like you said, there's still so much more betting to go on. I know you probably bet on the Super Bowl and... Well, a lot of people were probably mad about the bets that they made. Yes, but, yes, but ultimately, <laughs> there is still plenty of basketball to be Played so there's still much more to do and plenty of basketball to be played with one Sadiq Bay. Now that everything has been worked out with the league office and with the Warriors and Gary Payton II, so the Hawks finally got their guy and it's really exciting because although he is listed as a small forward officially, he really is kind of like a guard forward. So it's kind of exciting that he has that flexibility because we're Mm -hmm. always talking about stretching in that space of anywhere from two to three to four. So excited for him, but and and honestly. Let's just be real. If we can get another defender on the wing for the Hawks, who's ever going to be mad about it? But it does also bring up the question Jarvis of, you know, where do we think he might add uh, value if you will, to the team. And for me, I think it's just, again, that presence. So Mm -hmm. you know how a lot of times we look to Bogdan Bogdan Bogdanovich, for example, and we say, okay, he gives that depth on the bench, right? He's kind of your leader for that second unit. If, um, DeJounte Murray isn't out there with the second unit, but the true leader on the second unit would be Bogdan Bogdanovich. And he gives you what? Instant offense. I feel like Sadiq Bey would be the same. He'd give you instant defense. And so I really, really like that. And on a night like tonight is a great example. So you've got both John Collins and you have Bogdan Bogdanovich as uh, questionable. They're, Mm -hmm. They're dealing with some soreness there that's when a guy like Sadiq Bey could potentially play, even if he's not in the starting rotation, because they still may defer to an A.J. Griffin, for example. Uh, Who knows? But if he's not in the starting lineup, or even an Onyeka Okongwu, depending on who's out of that lineup, Sadiq Bey gives you that defense. He gives you the ability to put him in the starting lineup or give you starting minutes or give you some more defense off the bench should you have to put Double O or A.J. Griffin in in that starting lineup.
0: Yeah, I think, and that's a, and that's what you want is from a, flex, a rotation stand, a rotational yes. standpoint have absolute flexibility because mm-hmm. we know how these guys you know they'll pop up on injury report in a heartbeat you know and I'm not saying that as an indictment against them but I think that you know when you look when you make trades for depth you know purposes which yes. Landry Fields did I got to give him a shout out to that you know mm-hmm. give, even bringing Bruno Fernando in yes. and I think that he's going to be a guy that's going to be valuable at some mm-hmm. point as the season um uh, rolls right along so. Yes. You know, when you bring in a guy like Sadiq, I mean Sadiq Bay, he's a guy who's a hustler. He's a guy that's that's one thing that when I saw, you know, start looking at you know different reports of people who cover him and everything, mm-hmm. start talking about the type of player that he is because I haven't had a chance to really just watch him play like right. that. Obviously, I I think that that was one of the things that kind of stood out to me. What you mentioned is from a defensive standpoint and just being mm-hmm. a hustler, a guy exactly. that just being willing to do whatever he can whatever. he want, needs to in order to be able to to be so, contribute to. Getting those dubs night in and night out on in the NBA. And we know mm-hmm. that you need multiple guys like that. And right. that and only having one true wing in DeAndre Hunter, we mm-hmm. know how he is from an injury standpoint. So I those hate. are the things that like a guy like Bay could be a guy that 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 really could be a solid contributor for him, especially like you said, on a night like this, mm-hmm. going up against the Charlotte Hornets.
1: Yes. And since everyone always wants to look back at one of the things that made the Hawks the most successful when they went on that Eastern Conference finals run, it was depth. It was depth at any given time. Remember when Trey went out, there was a gasp, but then you just inserted Lou Williams. And of course, Lou Williams had the game of his life. Or you look back at how they got out of the second round and ended up beating the Sixers in game seven. Well, Kevin Herter did that for him. So if you can get back to that point in place where you have a few more pieces, like you said, Sadiq Bey is one of those pieces, but also Bruno Fernando would be another piece where you can have that depth or if you're having a night where the starters are off. Then that's another example. So in addition to the injury, sometimes, you know, this starting rotation just does not operate as a fully functional starting rotation. Mm -hmm. So when you have guys like that who can come in and give a spark, especially a spark on defense, I'll take it. And not for nothing, you can get some good shots here and there. Not saying that Sadiq Bey can't shoot the ball, but really and truly, if you think about, you know, why he's there that would be the primary reason because you want and need somebody who can go in at a moment's notice. And Hey, look, if double O is in foul trouble or if JC is in foul trouble, or you go back and Dre, who has been in foul trouble a lot of late, yes. you at least have somebody who can come in and do what they need to do. And somebody who does shoot a solid what, 40% from the field. So yeah, I, I like that acquisition and for you and I being two people who had, the opportunity to see bruno fernando when he was drafted yeah. i can't wait to see what he's going to be about this second iteration of him i i hear that uh from those who who covered him up front and up close that he's done a, a yeoman's job of, of getting a bit better now listen normally i would say hey have your built bar ready for the hawks when they take on the hornets because For whatever reason, the Hornets are literally the last team in the Eastern Conference, the last team, period. And yet the Hawks have literally lost to them twice. So that's another thing, Jarvis, that if we have someone on the perimeter who does not mind going out to the perimeter and defending like Bay does, then that gives the Hawks a chance to get a split of the series. But I don't think that should really stress you out because I think that they're in good position to win tonight. But you might have been stressed out a little last night, especially if you were an Eagles fan. It would have been a perfect time for you to have a built Bar because you would have needed that chocolate in your life. If you were like me and you were hoping fly, Eagles fly, and they didn't fly at the end,
0: you needed a Bilt Bar.
1: 100% real chocolate. Shout
0: out the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out. Right.
1: And I said, fly, Eagles fly. Bye, Eagles. Bye. And when it came time to say bye Eagles bye, you probably just wanted to pick up your build bar because, hey, a pick me up of 17 grams of protein. That's what you want. 100 percent real chocolate, some different flavors, churro and peanut butter, brownie, coconut almond. I'm an almond fan, so that kind of appeals to me. And if you needed to get out of the house because you just were dumbfounded by what happened to your Eagles, then, hey, you, you could have gone to your local Walmart and you could still go today because I'm sure you got a little Super Bowl hangover today and those are our, our eagles fans who we know are in Atlanta because we have a whole bunch of them here right jarvis so oh, yes. you guys can still go to your local walmart and get your built bar you can also go to sam's club and get your built bar and it's like a cheat code because hey it's only 130 calories and four grams so don't forget walmart sam's club or even in person you can go to bill or online rather go to built.com and order those bars and drown away your sorrows we feel you and hey chiefs fans if you guys in chief's kingdom want to just celebrate go get yourself some bars too and eat up because i'm sure you guys will be celebrating for the next year
0: absolutely and we're gonna celebrate you when you email atldayones at gmail.com and say hey that's all you gotta do just say hey Uh, hey or i'm listening or i'm enjoying the show or i i I think you guys need to be better it doesn't matter whatever you want to do all you gotta do is send us a note atldayones at gmail.com people have been from roberts Jadon, everybody everybody been reaching out they've been sending those notes we appreciate you guys and got something in store for you all who have been emailing us so make sure you stay tuned for that and also if you have not if you're listening or watching this show and you have not subscribed or left us a five-star review what are you waiting on join the party choose you today we don't like people who are you know who are lukewarm we like if you got to be hot or cold you better get on the bandwagon right now. We are on our way to 6,000 subscribers. Go be one in the numbers. Am I talking about church or am I talking about ATL Day 1's, you know, uh, fandom? I no, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but anyway. But T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. Because this is how we get down on this show. Today is no different. How about this, T? Everybody and their mama. We're out here pontificating about whether or not... Riri did a good job. You know, she was pregnant. You know, is she pregnant? Did she still got the mama weight? No, she don't got no mama weight. She's a billionaire, dang near, or she might be at a billion. You know, billionaires don't keep mommy weight. You know what I'm saying? They pay to get it off or they work it off. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, she was pregnant, you know, and she did a performance last night. But I just want to get your thoughts T. Like, I know a lot of people are saying either way, right? You know, for me, I felt like it was fine but what What made you? it fine for you? I just want to know. <laughs> uh, I, I just, me realizing as I was watching the performance, we you can know, Tanea and I, my wife, the wife and I, we were just sitting there watching the game and everything and I was just like, Rihanna got a lot of doggone hits and that was fine and that was good for me because my expectations that, are not that high when it comes to halftime performances. Mm. So, you know, that's what made it fine for me. I was like, it was okay. cool. I was like, hey, I, I just you. realized Rihanna got a lot of hits yes. but I feel, I just, something in my spirit telling me that you don't feel the same way?
1: (laughs) Yeah, your spirit man is correct.
0: (laughs) Because it just, it it
1: did nothing for me. I was very excited when I heard that Rihanna was performing. I thought she was absolutely going to destroy it. And it was just underwhelming. It it just Mm. lacked stage presence. And here's the thing. I hear what people are saying like, oh, well, you know, she was pregnant. Well, yeah, but she knew she was pregnant when she decided to stick with the gig. So Mm -hmm. there would have been an opportunity for her to say, hey, this is just not going to work for me anymore because, and moved on because you don't get paid for it. And she certainly doesn't need the publicity. So there was no money and and no notoriety were kind of riding on it. But when I look at the performance, I I guess I think about Beyonce, for example, and I'm careful not to compare too much because I do know her entertainment skills are other worldly however yes. she performed love on top if i'm not mistaken on mtv and then when she was pregnant she she literally filmed like six videos in a day and she danced in all of them by the way yeah so mm. that's what i'm thinking about when i think about my expectations of a pregnant woman now granted i already know rihanna can't dance when you compare her to beyonce and she definitely can't sing and dance at the same time very well that's a special skill trust and believe yes. But I was expecting her to get in the ballpark of it and I just did not see that the other thing is this we know that sometimes singers have to lip sync for whatever reason sometimes it's altitude sometimes they lose their voice and so they may record the tracks right they cannot hear themselves Mm -hmm. things happen so I'm not vilifying her for lip-syncing I'm vilifying her for poor lip syncing because when you're saying "What's my name?" and the microphone is over here, and I can still hear, yeah, or your mouth is not moving. Right <laughs> 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 here,
0: like, like wait a minute, what's going on? look, like
1: I hear "What's my name?" but the microphone is
0: over here. That, yeah, that, that part got a million vanillas in this situation going yeah, on.
1: I can't. It's just it's it's not something I I can do. I I, I just can't. It was it was. It was a lot for me because I, I did have high expectations. So okay. maybe that's yeah. what it was. And I think, too, like, you know, give her so much credit for being on that high platform. And even though she was strapped yeah. in, it was still, hey, look, that's still impressive. Mm-hmm. But I guess for me, I don't need you to to, to lip sync all the hip, hits bad poorly. I would rather you mm-hmm. just give me six, five or six and like kill them rather than you try to give me a snippet of 14 and at moments, I wondered if you remember the words to some of your songs. Ooh. When you go up as a, a solo artist, you've yep. got to be a certain kind of solo artist. I'll put them in three categories yeah. and then I'm, I'm going to step away. And cause I know you got some more to say too, but you've got to be a Beyonce and mm-hmm. you've got to understand how to command the stage as an entertainer because you're more entertainer than singer, or you have to be a boss all singer, like Aretha Franklin. Who, can stand, who could stand in front of a microphone and just blow. We don't even care if you sing, dance, what, I mean, yeah, dance. you got
0: to move nowhere. Just nope, throw right. me away with your vocals. Yes. I love it. That, right, good. that's it. Or <laughs> that kind of
1: person, because the vocals yes. are just unmatched. Or,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or you can do something like, hey, I want to do an ensemble, because even though I have all these hits, like a Dr. Dre, I'm going to go and get an ensemble cast, because I know that's going to make my performance bigger it's gonna Don't just seem
0: bigger yeah yeah
1: it's gonna make that's it true. seem bigger that's i just true. didn't feel like it was big enough for the moment that i kind of thought it was gonna be
0: and yeah that's a, that's a that's fair that's a fair you know it says me i think but i think a lot of people are just there's some they're not say a lot there are some that i've mm-hmm. seen uh via social media of course and I, and then i think people say it's going taking it a little bit too far like like you just gave a very in-depth fair assessment of her performance and i think that's and i can't criticize you for that you know what i mean so but just people just just taking a little bit too far and just Mm -hmm. saying like you know going low yeah see this is why stephen a smith said beyonce was you know better better like otherworldly like you mentioned you know Mm -hmm. a performer than her or singer than her you know what i'm saying so those are some of the things i was just like all right that's a little bit unfair like when you start getting to comparisons especially when you know that she was pregnant you know Mm -hmm. that she is pregnant excuse me and and not to say that you should take that out of the the assessment but like you said there are certain ways that you can make it seem bigger than when they actually and it actually was because you know you could have you had so many features yeah because like, jason was in the brother. building yeah jay was in the building like i don't know what that check would have to look like in order for it right. to make it happen but right. you know like yeah he probably it's would possible. have required a check <laughs> like, 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 hey man i don't care right. the, i okay, yeah. y'all got me putting this together like but right. i need. You know, i'm gonna do thing. right I mean, and, yeah. and i think you make
1: an excellent point like i i wanted to be very very careful because i know mm-hmm. all of these years it's been beyonce versus rihanna like people have always tried to compare who's better well no that's obvious that's beyonce but right. Like, and the reason I say that is because she's truly an entertainer. Like, you can look at footage from her childhood where she practiced in heels dancing and singing. Yeah, that was always her. That's not necessarily the the track that Rihanna went up. So, yeah, I wanted to be careful not to overly compare, but they both have performed pregnant, and I still felt like Beyonce commanded the stage and she still understood the necessity of the entertainment portion for us because literally you've got 14 minutes to just blow us out of the water and that just didn't happen and i don't know about you jarvis but like that dr dre that's right up there for me that might yes that might be my number one other than maybe prince and b and like
0: yeah (laughs) i know it may seem like recency bias but yeah, that, that, that just, Dr. Yeah. Dre Snoop. new. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, which makes was, it hard
1: for Rihanna to come yeah, after that, too. It's hard
0: to come behind that, too, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think, and that's where my line of thinking came from, because, you know, you got Dr. Dre, he has so many hits. Oh, man. So it's just like, yeah. it's so easy for him to just say, hey, let me get these people. We get this person, we get this person, and we can just put it all together and just make it one big thing. And it's unfortunate that they didn't do that last night. All right. Now, <laughs> folks, I think that's it. Um, <laughs> i want to thank you for making ATL Day was your first listen today. Why don't you mess around and make Locked On Sports today your second listen of the day? Because we know they're going to be talking about all things Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles. So make sure you go there because they have the top stories of the day, just like we have for the culture as we just discussed. And you know, you can find it wherever you find this podcast. Now. I ask you to do one thing every day. Only one ask of you. If you don't do anything else, why don't you make sure that you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love.